Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and we are now on Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Kingdom of God by Force. Today we can see the faith and testimony of Jesus Christ in every nation on earth. Even in the most persecuted areas we find Christians. Deliberate deception of the that wicked one. Preparing for the deliberate deception of that wicked one, we look back at events, people, and those who do use deception on purpose to get what they want. Faith of Jesus in a world of evil. Faith of Jesus. We can clearly see the faith of Jesus Christ daily in this world of evil. The days of lawlessness warned about by the Apostle Paul are clearly upon our generation. And be sure to read these posts on warn-usa.com. General Gospel, the Gospel Goes Global, God's Presence, China War, Classic at Warren Radio. While the murder rates go up in the liberal-run democratic cities, the murder and pillaging continues around the world. We find governments, radicalized Hindus, radicalized Muslims, among others that are extremists in nature. Crown of Pride, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 61 on Battle Lines. While one aspect of judgment on Israel destroys the northern kingdom, Judah, who was spared, still faces judgment for her own sins that the prophet brings to light. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Mac battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can he save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, and many more. And the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaclinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us 
on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's Thursday night, and we are glad to be here. Yes. And it was blue again today, you know, and sunny. It started out snowy and cold. cold and I don't think it warmed up much. But well, it was sunny. Well, it, it seemed to this afternoon. And, uh, but we were glad to see that. We're still in February. Those are, that's definitely winter up here. And then we, we've got March, which is uh, the beginning of, of spring. But March is cold. April, both March and April can be snowy and cold. And then the latter part of May is the frost-free date up here. Yeah, we're looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, we've had a lot of frost. <laughs> <laughs> not, of not frosting, but frost. So at any rate, we're glad to be here. We're and, glad you're here with us. And uh, we are in Chapter 51. And we're moving down real quickly to chapter 52. And so 52, you know, you figure 55 to 65 is 10 chapters. And uh, so we, we're going to have, you know, this thing getting down towards the end. And uh, so we've been doing Isaiah for a long time. And uh, we're going to be wrapping up Isaiah hopefully this year. And it's been, for us, it's been a great thing. I, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like to just go through the Bible. But uh, we, we do. And we did it. We've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know... I mean, of course, we hope you enjoyed it, too. And, of course, when you're living in the modern world, not everybody enjoys the Word of God. But there are a lot of believers in the world. God has a lot of, a lot of followers. The Lord does. So we're thankful, and we're going to be preaching this. And, uh, you know, we're in... Uh, going to be in uh, what we, we are in Isaiah 52 and so we're going to be any rate let me see we're in Isaiah 51 23 and then we're right there we're in chapter 52 and so it's hard to believe because uh, 52 chapters you know we get done with this one and uh, like I said, there's, I think there's uh, 66 chapters in Isaiah. Long book, man. But, yes, it is. But it was something that I have to do. I had to do. So it's been interesting to say the least, especially yeah. when we deal with America and what's going on here. And uh, the things that we can glean out of this uh, really is a help to understanding prophecy and what's going on. So at any rate, I did take a tour as I always do. Uh, do. We're, we're quite caught up on a lot of social media places. And uh, we put out a lot of stuff. And... Uh, people were talking about Biden's speech and it, it can be broke down like this. The Democrats loved it even when, you know, when Joe lies and just not telling the truth, they love it anyway, you know. 
Uh, they never seem to tell him, you know, that he's missing the boat. And but uh, I don't think he has a clue of what's going on. No. Well, there there is some stuff that's coming out that says that his dementia is getting worse, and that's from people close to him. But you know. The Democrats, once they get in power, they don't want to let go of anything. So, you know, they'll keep him in there until, you know, no matter what. So, at any rate, you know, one thing I didn't notice, I don't know if you saw that, but Jill Biden went over and kissed uh, Kamala Harris's husband on the lips right in the middle of that uh, that was I seen that but I didn't know who it was it was her <laughs> and then her of husband, course huh? uh, some enterprising um, videographer got uh, a look at her face videoed her the whole time uh, she was doing that Kamala didn't look very happy well I don't blame her I mean, there and smack on the lips too. Yeah. I mean, you don't do that to anybody but your own wife and husband. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it used to do, uh, but you know, you know, we're in a society that sees nothing wrong with having a satanic temple and having them uh, uh, sacrifice babies to Satan, and that's just like Israel sacrificing you know, their children uh, to bail, passing them through the fire. And uh, Americans are going to learn a lesson if they don't get this thing straightened out because you keep sacrificing your babies like that and especially if you tie up with uh, the satanic temple. Yeah. You're going to regret that. That's right. All of America will regret that. But I don't sanction it. I think it's unclean and it's damnable. And I have scripture to show you that it's a curse. So, at any rate, we are in. Let me go up a bit. Isaiah 51:23 is where we're going to begin. Okay. Stand Up Jerusalem, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 160 on Battle Lines. Stand Up Jerusalem brings us to the second occurrence of the people to awake. The previous was awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, found in chapter, in Isaiah chapter 51, verses 17 through 19. This one happens in chapter 52 of Isaiah and verse 1. We find, Awake and stand up, while this one says, Awake, put on thy strength. Further in this section, Jerusalem is now addressed as Zion, and urged to put on thy beautiful garments. Between these two sections, the city, the people are told to awake four times. There is no doubt God's redeeming grace is at work here. They are still in bonds of the memory of 70 years of captivity. Shake off the captivity, shake off the slavery and bondage. The answer as to why is that Jehovah has rescued and restored them. Stand up, Jerusalem. And now, back to you. Thank you, I'll Tower. see you on the other side. And let's see, let me go back. <clears throat> Isaiah fifty one seventeen. And that pretty much covers it. Isaiah fifty one seventeen is the awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem. Then we've um move through this
And we come to verse 23. But I'll put it into the hand of them that afflict thee, which have said to thy soul, Bow down that we may go over. Thou hast hid, laid thy body as the ground and as the street to them that went over. See, there was an affliction. And uh, in verse 22, the previous verse, Thus saith thy Lord, the Lord, and, and this is interesting, Thy Lord, the Lord, and thy God, that pleadeth the cause of his people, Behold, I have taken out of thine hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs. Now, we, we talked about that. Your judgment is over. I will turn your judgment around. And instead of you drinking from the cup of this fury, those who treated you the way they did will drink from this cup. And the Lord will feed them that cup that you drank from. And you will no longer drink from it. That means God has uh, forgiven them and redeemed them, restored them. And so that's, uh, you know, after 70 years, that would be, no wonder he tells them to wake up. <laughs> because, uh, you, you know, someone would have to pinch you or shake you or something. Because, you know, all the original adults in the room it's their fault and well actually most of the ones that cause the trouble are dead now and so you got new generations that grew up in captivity and when you're in captivity for 70 years those people that are holding you as captives believe that you're always going to be there and see that's one thing that Babylon did wrong you know, yeah, they went in and they fulfilled what God had told them to do. He had called them down to do that, to judge them and take them into captivity. But there was a lot of things that Babylon did. Daniel actually covers some of this stuff, especially when they took some of the holy things that they had stored and began to use them in some of their drunken, uh, you know, um, parties I guess it's when they're eating and everything and and they use these cups and Orgies. you know it can be any number of things but they uh, that's where Daniel was called in to interpret and it said meeny meeny tinkle up varzen and uh, their, their their days had been numbered that's the gist of it and uh, in Isaiah 49, 20, 26, now we look back and uh, we covered this already, but this is just a reminder what Isaiah previous said, but thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered for I will contend with him that contendeth with thee. I will save thy children I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. So this is the recompense. This is the recompense to Babylon. And especially when they went, went further and really treated them bad and uh, did more than they should have. And so God is going to hold them accountable. And uh, so that brings us then to Isaiah 52. And <clears throat> Isaiah 51 again, and we've, um, verse 9, we, we've talked about this. And, and Tower read it in the beginning, but just once again, it says, Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord, awake. Now this one says, in this chapter we've just in, entered, 
Awake, awake, put on strength. O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. And the reason you would say that is that they're no more in Babylon. They're, they're delivered from Babylon. Babylon is a bunch of pagan Gentiles. You know, they have multiple gods. And they don't care about Jehovah God. They don't care about the Jews either. But, you know, they just went in there to pillage them. And they came back with a bunch of captives. But the awake isn't to Babylon. Babylon will be awake, awake, but <laughs> they will not like it because the cup of of Jehovah's wrath, as we say, like drinking a, a cup of anything, a cup of coffee, a cup of wine, a cup of whatever, you know, uh, normally you would drink the whole thing down. But in this case, when you're talking about judge, judgment, there's dregs or uh, leftovers that aren't pleasant to eat in the bottom, and you're going to even eat, uh, drink those. It's a, it's a picture of the completeness of the judgment and what God is going to do. And, of course, this is something for the nations, for America to wake, waken to. This is, you know, this is why when you, when you look, and, and as a nation, you've allowed the satanic temple, in, in, and because we've misapplied our laws, and now we'll allow the devil and all of his idolatries to set up shop in America, which when they should be chased out, you know, no, you're not just another religion. You know, you're damnable. You belong to the devil. We don't belong to the devil and we curse this. We don't want this. And it shouldn't be in our nation. And then when you combine the blood of innocent children that you're going to murder an abortion, that puts a curse on this whole nation as never before. And if you add up all of the blood, it's quite a bit. Now see, Joel Richardson, um, Rosenberg, Rosenberg rather, sorry about that, um, wrote an article today about judgment coming to America and it was a well-written good good story one that I, I mean a good article because it's prophetic and it's it's what I agree with because uh, for years and years and years we've been warning of judgment we've been warning of the things that we're doing in America that causes judgment and so uh, you know this this is one of these things that America does not pay attention to Joe Biden doesn't pay attention to you know, the <laughs> the Democrats as a whole don't care. They don't even, they don't count it. They count it as nothing. And you look at America, there's no fear of God here. You know, even among the churches. Dear God in heaven, the churches should be on the streets. Get out of your fancy churches. Get on the streets. Protest. Tell them this is wrong. Stand up. But they won't do it because they don't believe that. So, you know, we talk about here, Judah going into, you know, judgment. Now we're at the time when they're being delivered from judgment. And we look at America, America's been free. You know, we've been blessed of God. But you keep doing what you're doing and you're going to go into captivity too. You're going to have everything destroyed. You will have nothing. It will be brought low like you've never seen. You'll be drinking of the wrath of God. And already America is being shaken. It is in judgment right now. It's shaking to wake America up. So in Isaiah 52, 1, this is after they've come out of all that, put on strength. Well, how do they do that? Well, the first thing after that says, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments. Now see, this is, this is the imagery here. You know, you take captives. They're not going to be dressed right. They're going to wear whatever captives wear. It's not going to be this, the stylish do, uh, garments uh, that the elite of Babylon wear. It's going to be the garments of slaves. 
But God has redeemed the slaves now. He got them out of Babylon now. And he, and he says, put on thy strength, comma, O Zion. Zion is, is the place that we look at the promise. And of course, a lot of the enemies of Israel, you know, they don't like Zion. They don't like Zionists. And, but see, O Zion, when we see the word Zion, we think of heaven. We think of the heavenly Jerusalem. Uh, and we think of that time when all wickedness has been put down. But for, but for the children of Judah, it's a time of restoration. And in the eyes of God, you're going to be getting back into your temple. You're going to be back into Jerusalem. You'll be able to do sacrifices. You'll be able to do your prayers. And so you're, you're being resurrected from this death of captivity. And you're being restored to the Zion that worships God. And you're a people whose sins have been covered now. And so you need to make sure they stay that way. And he says that there's not going to be any more come unto thee, into thee, the uncircumcised and the unclean. Well, see, when they were in Babylon, that happened all the time. But now that they're back in Zion, that they're back in Jerusalem... They're going to have a relationship with the Lord God. They're going to you know, be restored. And they're not going to be given over to uncleanness. They were to awaken. And they were to gather strength and rise. Because this is a people that before they, they met the wrath of God. And they were forsaken. And they were left there for 70 years. But now they're reinstated. And they have a destiny ahead of them. So they're the, putting on beautiful garments, you know, that's anytime you look like in heaven. If, if you read the pictures of heaven in scripture, it always has the saints dressed in white. White is the righteousness of the saints. They're all covered. They're not naked. They're in glory. And that white is their righteousness. And so Jerusalem now, they're to put on beautiful garments. You know, they're, they're not sinful anymore. You know, they're restored. They've been put on. The, these represent holy gar garments or the holiness. The, res the resurrected and restored that were lost. And uh, Zion as a whole is also restored. And uh, so it's not going to be unclean like it was before. It's, you know, its fields are not unclean or, or cursed. Everything will be forgiven. Everything will be restored. It's like Jubilee all over again. You know, and, and everything's restored in this to where you're, you're right back with Jehovah and you are forgiven. And, you know, it's hard for us to think about this. But, you know, if America doesn't watch it, and I'm not talking about any other nation. I'm talking about America. Because America is lying to herself. If she thinks she can do anything and please God. You know, just because you have men who come into Congress and make bills and they turn out to be an abomination in the eyes of the Lord, and just because the churches don't speak against it doesn't make it right. See, there, there's two things. There's man's way and God's way. There's man's justice and then there's God's justice. There's man's righteousness and there's God's righteousness. So you have a choice. But here in Isaiah, he plainly shows them, you know, you're God's chosen here. He's, you know, you're to awake. You understand where you're at. You know, take off them filthy garments. You're righteous in the eyes of the Lord. He's redeemed you. He's come to your rescue. You know, you put away the unclean thing. Now rise up, gather strength. You're reinstated. You're destined with the Lord God. 
and and so this is the picture you know a resurrected restored blessed people that had been in captivity what do we have in america have you really looked at america because we're at a ripe point to be attacked and taken over right now. America has never been so vulnerable as it is right now. Because you have men telling you what righteousness is. I'm telling you that in America there is no righteousness. I'm telling you that the, your leaders are leading you right in to the path of the wrath of God. And people are depending on being raptured out, you know, and they're willing to let the unclean come into their churches and they change their church doctrines. It's time to stand against the unclean thing in America. And we can still offer grace and mercy, you know, to those who aren't ready yet. But make no mistake, it's time for America to rise up and cast off the unclean thing that's among them. Now, if we look... You know, when you look at this in verse 1, awake, awake, put on strength, put on your holy garments. You know, you can see Jerusalem before, you know, after they've been released, you know, in that judgment. But when they get back, you know, they can still be, you know, a type of this is, lying upon the ground, stupefied with the wrath of God and exhausted with grief. And, you know, the shameful prostration, and that's when they were forced to lay prostrate before their conquerors and how their conquerors degraded them. All of that is to an end. And so all of a sudden now you're you're told to awake and put on strength because God has brought you back to Zion because God has forgiven you. And and you're thinking to yourself all the things you've gone through. And now all of a sudden you don't have to lay upon the ground. You don't have to fall flat before your conquerors. So they had to be told to rise. Because they were probably still stupefied, still in shock, as it were. I mean, how long did it take for them to get used to the fact that they could actually lay in their beds in their own land, in their own town? and not have to worry. Well, see, as Americans, we never have to worry about that, do we? That's what I'm trying to tell you. You know, your sins will separate you from the Lord your God. And it'll separate this nation from the blessings of God. It'll separate you from the protection of God. And that's what people need to understand. You're not going to count on God when you allow the filthiness of the abortion issue and killing innocent babies and then allowing a damnable place like a bunch of Satanists to sacrifice live innocent babies to the devil. Yeah. That is the height of American hypocrisy. That is the height of devilish stupidity and rebellion. And you know who the ones are that want to do that a lot? Your young ones. 
And the biggest voices for killing babies are young women. America young women. America's young women. Now, as you get older, if you don't do something before you get too old, these are going to control America, and then the judgment will come. But see, you've been in America too long, you've been listening to Gentile preachers in Protestant churches, and even to the Catholic Church and the Catholic Pope, and they tell you not to worry. I'm telling you, you better not listen to them. I'm telling you, you better get back into the Word of God. I'm telling you, you better repent and get before God. And <laughs> You need to wail and cry and fast and pray before the Lord so that He will bring a revival and wake this nation up. And I can tell you that after the judgment of God, Judah was awakened. But they didn't have Judah. And the young lions, their children who fought in the war against Babylon, they're all dead. And the husbands of the wives are all dead. And those that are left are carried away captive. And they had a different king that was sold out and put there by Babylon. And the fields weren't going to be worked. The whole place would be just barely maintained. Desolate. Because it's going to be desolate. That's right. But see, when he says awake, awake, that's, that's the redemptive. That's, hey, it's over. Now see, you in America, it ain't over. You haven't even gotten to this point yet. You keep going the way you're going, you're going to be here alongside these here and, and what they went through. And I got news for you. There's a lot of nations that don't want you. They just soon kill you and stick you in the ground. Because America has a lot of enemies. And you have a lot of enemies that wouldn't might and take and a lot of these uppity Americans and making them their slave. Because you've had everything. You've had cars and lands and fresh food, anything you could want. <clears throat> the blessings have been enormous. And now you've had many generations of Americans that don't know the Lord. America, you are ripe to fall. And I pray to God it don't happen. Now see, one of the things the Lord said uh, to the Jews around him in Matthew 3, 9, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Ab Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Remember, he also said, Your house is left unto you desolate. The Lord also told them, if, Unless you believe I am he, you will die in your sins. The Lord, Jesus Christ, Yahshua, confronted the Jews, confronted those of the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the lawyers of the day. And he told them right to their faces. Your house is left under your desolate. You know, they didn't even recognize the visitation of the Son of God when he came. Yes, they knew the prophecies, but they didn't know the prophecies of the suffering servant, the Messiah to come. They had their own versions of Messiah. But they, they didn't know any of this. They didn't know. In Haggai chapter 2, 3 through 5. 
it's given to Zerubbabel, Joshua, or Yahshua. Actually, that Joshua with the J is where we get Yahshua, or Yeshua, is the shortened form of it. And there's a longer form of it. That is where we get the name of the Son of God, Yahshua. And the remnant of the nation, that is to say, to the whole of the congregation that had returned from exile. And uh, so they have, and Haggai lists about the return. And see, verse 3, Who is left of you that saw this house in her first glory? How do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Now you see, who is left? Did anybody survive from the first point? I would say no. Very few. How do you see it now? Well, there's nothing left. But when they finish it, they still didn't like it because it was too small. And that's where the, where the word came in saying, don't despise the day of small things. You know, they had been a great nation. They had the King Davids. They had Solomon. They had many. And... Israel was real famed in the eyes of the world. But you see, everything was torn down. And so it's a good question. Who is left among you? No one. And how do you see it now? Well, it's not there unless they build it. And even after they built it, they had problems with it. That's where they had the don't despise the day of small things. Yes, this is small for you, but if you are faithful and seek the face of the Lord, the Lord will bless this and it will grow. But God just redeemed you from 70 years of captivity and you went into captivity because you were unclean and lawless and wouldn't listen. So do you want him to bring you back to a castle that is ten times bigger than what you had before? Do you want all the gold and the glory now without understanding what you did? There's a certain recompense and a certain process. They had to go through a process. They had to go back to a city that had been built big to begin with. That was glory in the eyes of the world during the time of Solomon. David was the warrior king. And when he got of age and was really fighting, nobody could beat him. So the next verse says, Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel. And he was the, like the political appointed one, saith the Lord. And be strong, O Yahshua, or Yeshua. It's Joshua here, the son of Jodek, the high priest. And be strong, O you people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Now see, this is another thing, you know. You want something to do for the Lord? He'll put you to work. Even in the kingdom of God, it requires blood and sweat and tears. So he tells the political leader to be strong. And he tells the priest to be strong. He tells all the people that came back to be strong. Get to work. Be happy. Understand that I brought you back. And he says, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you, fear not. See, that covenant given to Abraham is still working when they came back. Just because they went into captivity didn't separate that covenant from what it was. 
But since they've been redeemed now, they are back part in that covenant, and his spirit is going to be there. Now what you see here is the Old Testament form of redemption. Because when you're a Christian, you come to the Lord, you ask him to forgive you. And he says, if you will repent, turn from your ways, then I'll forgive you. And see, it's just like Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness sake. That's the same thing that God does with the covenant, the atonement, the blood atonement that Yahshua paid for on the cross. And when we believe in that, it's accounted unto us for righteousness sake. So then we become heirs. But we're also related to Abraham because of that faith. And so they're sitting back and he tells them to get to work. Don't be afraid. My spirit's with you. And that reminds you that the work of the Lord isn't always evangelistic crusades. It isn't always singing glorious hymns all the time. The kingdom of God says that we have to build homes and cities and things. We have to be about the Lord's work and providing things and making sure we're right with Him. Because these people that came back had nothing. Look at America. Dear God in heaven, if something happens to that and you absolutely had nothing here, your roads were destroyed, you had very few production facilities. You'd be living on a big land where you would starve to death just like our pioneer fathers did and mothers. They had to get out and dig in the land. They had to find a way to get seeds to plant. They had to, you know, chase down wild animals to eat. It wasn't easy. But you're sitting here in this modern America being rebellious to God and you have no concept that what could happen if God sent judgment like he did upon Judah. Most of you would probably die. And every one of you would be whimpering and crying like little children. Blaming God for what has happened. When you don't have enough courage to repent. You don't have enough courage to stand up against this wickedness. And when I tell you you'd better wake up, you'd better listen. Because you'll regret it. Because you have people that are working to destroy this nation and everything in it. And when they got back to Jerusalem, they had to work. It wasn't easy, and they had enemies there too. Matter of fact, all the time that I've studied Israel and known Israel, there hasn't been a time they haven't had enemies. And, and Christians have enemies today, like you wouldn't believe. He further tells them, Shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. You know, and we're talking here, it puts it together as Jerusalem and captive daughter of Zion. And that happens a lot in scripture, personification of, of a of female. Shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the journey. And even Jerusalem. You know, you see, when Judah went into captivity, Jerusalem went into captivity. That's the same way with the curse. When there was a curse, when the curse, because of the curse of the fall, 
going back to Adam and Eve. It just wasn't man that fell. All the land, all the earth, everything fell. That's why Isaiah says the curse has devoured the earth. God isn't just redeeming you. He's redeeming everything. He's redeeming the animals. He's redeeming the heavens. He's redeeming the earth. He's redeeming everything will be made new. So he tells them to shake yourself from the dust. That would be a good idea. Go take a shower. <laughs> you stink. Pull that off and smile and thank God. But I'll tell you, there are tough times coming to America and you will find it hard to shake it off and smile and look up and thank God. Especially a lot of these churches and the false doctrines they're handing out. So Jerusalem here is to rise up, put on her might. See, she's been broken down a long time ago because of sin. But that's over. Forget the sin. You've been forgiven. God is there. He says, my spirit's there. Get to work. I've not forsaken you. You're still under the covenant. Get to work. And that's what he's saying to Christians today. Get up. Shake yourself from the lethargy that has struck the church. And you call this nation to repentance, but you also offer mercy to those who need mercy, judgment to those who are proud, and you bring the truth of God in power and truth. Then this nation can be healed, but it isn't going to be healed by a bunch of soft soap rich preachers who dance around on pulpits in a huge church, and it you know you have everything. In some of these churches. They're beautiful. Well all that's an abomination before God. The church is not holy. The building. It's the people in the building. Who are made righteous through Christ. And where two or more of those righteous individuals. Made righteous through Christ. Gather. There will the Lord be in the middle. So when you're in a church that's full. And you're all right with God and you're seeking God. That church has the glory fall down. But it's not because the bricks and stones and steel and pretty things you got in there. It's because the spirit of God is coming out of the insides of God's people. And they're gathering together and the glory of the Lord appears. So it's about time for you to get out the carnality and get in the spiritual and understand what we're talking about here. Because America in its carnality is going to be destroyed. America in its rebellion is going to be destroyed. As will the nations in all their flesh and glory. It will be destroyed. It will be put down. There is only one kind of people that are going to be removed into the glory of God. And that's the true sons and daughters of our God and our Savior. But see, by rising, pushing forward, she can be restored. She can be revived. Now it's described here in, in the Targum, <coughs> in the description. Jerusalem is sitting upon the ground as a prisoner having no seat to sit upon. But this is only that she may be the more highly exalted. Whereas the daughter of Babylon is seated as a queen upon a throne, but only to be the more deeply degraded. The former is now to shake herself free from the dust and rise up and sit down. Now see, I like this comparison because that's the way it is. See, because the enemy, Babylon, is glorified and exalted and looks righteous, but she was still filthy. She sat a queen, but she'll see sorrow. While Israel is, is a prisoner now and looks forsaken, one day she will be the queen, or one day she will be raised up. Now you see, you get into Isaiah, 
I mean Jeremiah 51 5 through 6 then this is the call to Israel this is the this is the believers in Babylon for Israel has not been forsaken nor Judah of his God of the Lord of hosts though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul and be not cut off in her iniquity. For this is the time of the Lord's vengeance and he'll render unto her a recompense. Now see, if you get back into Revelation under Babylon, read about mystery Babylon, the first thing the Lord tells them to do is flee out of Babylon. Because it's the time of the Lord's vengeance. Here it says, Be not cut off in her iniquity. And there's a like manner saying regarding mystery Babylon. When it falls. And to the Christians. Get out of her. Because you don't want to be tainted with her sins. Be caught up in her sins. And be cut off in that iniquity. Isaiah, now that was 51, 5 through 6. Now 51, 44 and 47. You go down a bit, but we're going to stop here. Uh, 44, and I will punish Bel and Babylon, and I'll bring forth out of his mouth that which he has swallowed up. And the nations shall not flow any more unto him. Yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. And he hath swallowed up. That's those that Babylon had conquered, including Judah. And my people go out of the midst of her and deliver every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. And lest your heart faint and you fear for the rumor that shall be heard in the land. And a rumor shall both come one year and after that in another year shall come a rumor and violence in the land ruler against ruler. Now see this is important to understand because when you're talking about this kind of judgment, people talk. There's always going to be rumors, and they're going to be throughout the land, and that's even with America. You're going to hear a lot of rumors, a lot of things being said, and it, all that does is make you faint and fear, brings your faith down and stops it. You've got to understand that there's one source for you, and that's the Lord, not man, and it's not these rumors. That word rumor, if you look in the... Um, the Hebrew, if my memory serves me right on this, uh, we can find also the word conspiracy in there, where they put together conspiracies and spread them. Therefore, behold, the day is come that I'll do judgment upon the graven images of Babylon, and her whole land shall be confounded, for all of her slain shall fall in the midst of her. In Isaiah 51, 48 through 50, Then the heaven and the earth and all that is therein shall sing for Babylon. For the spoilers shall come unto her from the north, saith the Lord. As Babylon, Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. You that have escaped the sword, go away. Stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem come into your mind. And that escape, he's talking to the children of Israel. Get out of there, get home, and find your way back to Jerusalem. Father, thank you for your word. Bless your word to our hearts. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Okay, Tower. Oh, okay, here I am. <laughs> Oh, I was just thinking how wonderful it is to know that even though we go through judgment, that redemption is on its way. That we won't always be in bondage. Well, there is hope. We do win. We do. And uh, we're kind of cutting it close, so we're going to have to get okay. out of here. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. Stay safe.
and look up to the Lord. Please pray for your brethren and pray for us. We thank you for all you do for the King. It's greatly appreciated. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Till next time, next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.